Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Welcome back to the Sensual Power Podcast. As always, I am your host, Valerie Schrader. This episode, we're going to dive into what is usually an uncomfortable topic when it comes to relationships. I mean, let's be honest, it's not like I shy away from that here. But this one I notice when we get into this, it it always makes clients a little uncomfortable because it's a hard truth of our childhood trauma. And that topic is shying away from or rejecting a partner's softness. And that doesn't just include like their physical touch. It includes their emotional softness, right? Them showing up for you, things like that. So what do I mean by this? Well, something that I see occur a lot for those of us that have grown up with narcissistic or emotionally immature parents is we have a really hard time accepting and embracing being cared for, receiving support, receiving affection in in the ways that we truly want it, right? And it happens because we grow up with parents that either are not very affectionate with us um, oftentimes criticize us when we are being quote unquote too emotional, right? Uh, that, that is a common one. Like I've heard, you know, so many clients say things like, yeah, I was always told I was too sensitive, too emotional. I needed to get over it, suck it up, right? Things like that. So you have that going on, but then also there's just not a lot of physical affection, right? Not a lot of hugs and comfort, you know, it, you don't get that holding that you desire when you are upset, when you need support, when you need comforted, when you are vulnerable, right? And so what happens is developmentally, we adapt to this. We learn to live with it. And it becomes a normal for us to be, to reject softness or to, you know, go without it. And it becomes so normalized to our brains and our bodies that it actually starts to feel more uncomfortable to receive the opposite, to actually receive the affection, the softness, the, the you know, emotional support, the loving tenderness that we want. And it almost can make us feel like cringy, like uncomfortable. Just to give you an example of that, when I was growing up, um, my dad is, he's, he's, you know, again, like he's not a perfect guy, 
but he's he's very like mild in his demeanor like he's very soft in his demeanor and so was my grandmother my dad's mom um and both of them anytime they would try to hug me comfort me or just offer me affection and be soft with me and want to hear like my my vulnerability right like if I was upset you know asking me what's wrong and doing so in a very gentle way like you know what's wrong sweetie how can I support you know like what's going on what what do you need right now you know something like that something that you would think would be like welcome I would actually recoil from it 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 felt so physically uncomfortable to me to receive that that I would want to run away like I were I remember moments when um my grandmother or my dad they would be trying to hug me and I would just start to cringe like my it felt like my skin was crawling because it felt so uncomfortable to me to receive that and it was because I had become so accustomed to the harshness the danger the um dismissal of of my softness and my emotions with my mom and you know my parents had joint custody but this is where you know a lot of times the parent that we most want something from that denies it that tends to be our focus and that's something I want to illustrate too is like if you also grew up where you know, you had two very opposite of parents. It's like, well, then why the fuck do I do this? Because I did get somebody that, you know, wanted to give me the affection and was trying to and I rejected it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't I be more upset about that? No, it's usually what you don't see the negative, right? That is what we tend to focus our attention on. So what I would do is like, internally there was this little war going on where I'd be cringing I'd be wanting to run away I'd be wanting to push away and I would only allow the hug for so long or I would get upset and push away and then and at the same time there was a part of me that was desperate for the affection and wanted to say no I do want this but I couldn't make myself say that and I couldn't make myself fully receive it. And that's something that went on for years, like even sexually, like I I would cringe when a partner would be touching me like very gently and very softly. Or, you know, if a partner was just hugging me or something softly, like it made me cringe. Um and I couldn't figure out for years why it was. It just felt so uncomfortable to my nervous system. So what I understood later on was that I didn't feel deserving of it. I did not feel deserving of it. I mean, I was, you know, it felt like I was rejected by my mom. So clearly I wasn't deserving of this. I wasn't deserving of this kind of touch and this kind of comfort. And then, you know, when it comes to like, having somebody show up and care about my emotional state and and want to know what's going on with me it felt so unsafe to me because in the back of my mind it was like you're gonna get rejected they're gonna hate you they're gonna see something dark and wrong in you and they're gonna hate you 
and they're going to push, you know, they're going to want you to go away. And I couldn't fathom that maybe, just maybe, that wasn't true. I wanted to open up. I wanted to connect. I wanted to welcome the softness, welcome the support, welcome the love, the compassion, the vulnerability. But it felt so unsafe to my nervous system that I couldn't allow it. And this is something I have seen from clients over and over and over again. You know, this very thing that they want, they want somebody that will embrace them, somebody that will respect them, that will show up for them with presence and with consideration and concern, right? With empathy and love and and compassion, you know, all of these things, they want it. And yet, it feels so foreign to their nervous system. And there's a part of them that learned, because they didn't receive it growing up, that it was undeserved. I've even had clients be like, I don't know why, but like even sexually, like I don't allow things to be like gentle or soft when we're kissing or, or any other sexual activities that are going on or, into, you know, physically intimate activities going on. And yet, you know, it's what I say I want, but I won't allow it. And it comes down to that wasn't available. And, you know, I've even had clients that will say like, yeah, but like my mom, you know, my narcissistic mom was physically gentle with me. Like, you know, when when brushing my hair and things like that as a child, like I always remembered that being gentle. But then it was the emotional aspect, right? The emotional harshness, the emotional coldness that was the thing that made it feel unacceptable to even have the physical. And that's what we have to remember here is sometimes it's, you know, if it's like, oh, I I want to receive gentleness, gentle touch and love from my partner. And I, I got gentle touch when I was younger, but I, so I don't understand why I cringe away from it. Well, it might be the emotional aspect. The physical and the emotional and the mental, they are all tied together. There is no difference between them. So how we respond can differ, but it, it's still coming from the same place of like there was a lack in softness somewhere, right? And it may have been emotional. It may have been physical. You know, maybe if your parents used a lot of physical punishment or things like that, or unfortunately you went through abuse, you know, physical abuse, all of those things can make it feel very hard to receive the softness. And something that comes up for my clients a lot with this is that like, okay, so what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why would I want somebody to be harsh with me? Or why would I want somebody to invalidate my emotions? And, you know, make it unsafe for me to be vulnerable? Like, I don't understand, like, what is wrong with me? And the truth is, nothing is wrong with you. It's what you've adapted to based on a survival need. And yes, we can also go into the semantics of a lot of times when we experience childhood trauma, it does actually change your brain function. It changes that. It's not that it that can't be changed. You know, like our, our executive functioning doesn't operate in the same way because we have adapted to neglect. 
the truth of the matter is everybody needs that softness. They need physical affection and touch. We get starved for it. I mean, we know, like, especially during the pandemic um, and, and at the height of it, how many of us were isolated and, like, that lack of physical connection with other human beings, it was absolutely detrimental to our mental health. Detrimental. And anytime we go without it, right, it is detrimental. And I'm not, you know, and and this is the difference. The one thing I want to articulate here, too, is like if somebody is asexual, right, because I've had this question being like, okay, so what about people that are asexual? I'm like, well, they may not be physically attracted, but it doesn't mean that there is not a desire for any type of platonic affection, you know, receiving a hug or something there's still a softness that is needed. There's still a vulnerability needed. And even if it's not wanted physically, there's still an emotional need for it, right? We need that. We need to feel safe, to be vulnerable, to be loved, to be honored, to 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 be comforted and shown compassion and empathy, right? We all need that. And so when that is not in existence, when we're growing up, our brains adapt to it and learn to find comfort in the uncomfortable in the lack because it became a survival mechanism it was necessary we've done research on these things and it's you know it's it's heartbreaking when you realize how the how adaptive the human spirit is in some ways, and I say it's heartbreaking because we'll do anything to survive. Our brains will do anything to help us survive. So we will get through situations where we are having needs unmet and neglected, right? Or we're receiving the complete opposite of what we need, which is abuse. How we will adapt to that as in a means to survive, like, yes, it, it is beautiful how adaptable we are, but there's still a high price to pay for that. And that is the price of receiving what we actually need and want. And then learning as adults to shy away from that because it no longer feels safe. Because at a, at somewhere in our formative years, it became safer to do without. So our brain learned, nope, anything else that feels weird that that feels foreign to us we we don't like that so this is where it happens and again like i know i'm saying like yes it changes your brain chemistry but again there's still nothing wrong with you it was an adaptation but the beautiful part about adaptation is we can adapt to something new it just takes a lot more work than we think it does right we can't just suddenly get to this place where we are comfortable receiving physical affection from somebody else or emotional, you know, softness, right? Regardless of what it is, like it's not going to just suddenly happen because there are parts of us that are so adapted to this that they feel completely unsafe stepping into this foreign territory, right? I've talked about this many times. So this is something we 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 understand already if you've been listening for a while but we have to get to the point where we can start opening ourselves to that 
And something that's really interesting is, oh, and one time when I'm starting to work with clients on this, <clears throat> I will often ask, okay, so how are you soft and gentle to yourself? How do you make, create softness emotionally, physically for yourself, right? <clears throat> That's always an interesting question because a lot of clients will be like, well, shit, I'm not. You know, like we think even sometimes like when we think like, no, I, re- I really like myself. I, I, I love myself. I'm, I'm good to myself. I'm like, okay, well, where is the internal dialogue, you know? How often are you criticizing yourself? How often are you attempting to push aside your emotions and ignore them because you don't have time for that? Or it's ridiculous. How often are you putting yourself through things like that? You know, just because you... You feel like you have to, right? You feel like that is how you have to exist. How often are you doing that? That's something that it, it's it's really a good question to start with. Like, how often are you being physically gentle with yourself? How often are you being comforting and loving to yourself? You know, how often when you put on lotion after you get out of the shower or when you wash your body, are you actually touching yourself in a way that is gentle and loving or are you just trying to quickly get through the motions? I know that that sounds like such a subtle thing, but at the same time, you know, if you can't even take time every so often to do that with intentional softness and gentleness, then I think we have some answers here on like how how much you actually show yourself that softness, right? Because it's not there. It, it's not being shown. And this is where we have to really start investigating within ourselves. What are we allowing? What are we giving ourselves? Because when we are not even allowing it for ourselves, if we're not even showing up within ourselves with softness, with love, with compassion, right? You know, if even even in those harder moments where it's like we recognize like, oh, I'm repeating the same freaking behaviors as I always do. In those moments, can you hold a little compassion? Because... In that moment, what you're really seeing is a part of you that has adapted to doing that for so long that it scares the shit out of it to do anything different. So we have to take that moment there to be like, actually, I know what you're doing is hurtful. I know that you have adapted to doing that and I love you anyway. And yes, I want better for you. I want something different for you. But I understand why you're doing this. And I love you. And I'm going to be here to love you. That's really how we start to shift behaviors. Trying to force ourselves through them 
It never works. And I get it. It's hard. Because there are those times when we are looking at the way that we have, we keep perpetuating behaviors and patterns that we hate, that we hate that we do. We keep seeing ourselves doing these things and it's so fucking frustrating because we're like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Why do I keep putting myself through this? I don't understand. Or like, again, you keep rejecting certain things that you really want even though you know you fucking want it and you it, it gets frustrating it is so frustrating in those moments because it's what you want and that is that is the hardest part but that is the most pivotal part of showing yourself compassion right those moments are when if you show yourself that compassion if you can show yourself that understanding what you're doing is essentially saying i accept all of you all the time which is what you didn't get when you were younger I embrace all of you all of the time I love all of you all of the time I support you all of the time right that's what was not received and yet receiving that now is the only way to break through that cycle it it really is. And this is the hardest part. This is usually why people come to me after doing years of therapy, after trying this for years on their own. This is why they come to me because they've they keep struggling with that. They keep struggling to show up for themselves. So then what happens is all of those old behaviors, they keep getting perpetuated. They keep you know, cycling through or like, you know, the parent that they keep trying to cut off that they know just makes everything worse and makes makes it harder for them to keep moving forward and actually allowing themselves to have the types of connections and love and support and softness that they want. They keep doing it because what they're essentially saying is I don't I don't know how to actually love all of me enough to keep going forward, to keep choosing myself, to keep showing up in softness and then allowing it from others, right? It's hard. And this is where sometimes we have to get the right kind of support. And again, I'm not against therapy, like traditional talk therapy, but this is where I can find it really lacking because we have to do that connection with the mind and the body to really get it on board with this, especially since there is that physical element involved. And even if it is more about the emotional softness, right, The sometimes it is it feels so unsafe to our nervous system to start there you know, just tap into that first, we need to focus on the physical element and really solidifying a practice of softness and of gentleness and love and compassion there in order to start working toward the emotional aspects. It it, it just tends to work so much better for many of us that have been through things like this and have grown up with this type of, you know, situation. So how do we start to at least build some safety within this? Well, one, again, you have to start working on 
more self-compassion. And even in those moments where it's really hard, even in those moments where you notice you push away, you know, love, affection from others, from yourself, you, you keep having those moments where you stumble into old patterns you know don't serve you stumble into old relationships you know don't serve you that that cause you harm and hurt in those moments we have to learn to be so compassionate with ourselves and pause and show tenderness and love and again it's hard but but that that is crucial and I know that's like, okay, but like, how do I then accept it from other people? Well, again, like we have to get into some self-acceptance first to really receive it from others. And I'm not saying like you can't be in a relationship with somebody until you get there, because the truth of the matter is you're, you know, you don't need to be fully healed. You don't need to be fully like, oh, you know, on board with all of this and, have this amazing self-love practice that you execute every fucking day and you're just you're so on top of it and you're so good and you're so over all of the past things like you don't need to be there to actually have the relationship you want you do need to be able to discern when you are stepping into old patterns and and you know things are coming up so that you can work on that and you can still hold yourself and you can still focus on um, giving yourself what you want and need, right? Because a lot of times, too, when we, we have um, learned to be like this, we also don't have a certain level of self-trust. You know, there's not a trust in us that we can actually have this or that we can give it to ourselves either. So we have to start to build that up, too. And only you can really discern if it's the right time for you to get into a relationship. And if you're already in one with this, yeah, there might be some conversations that you need to have about like, listen, this is something I need to work on. And it might shift how our relationship dynamic works right now. And and you need a partner that can handle that. But you ha- you do have to express that to them. You do have to let them know that if you, you know, that's the respectful thing to do. That's how you honor the people you're in a relationship with. But you can still work on this with them. You just have to have an element that is being worked on by yourself, you know. Because again, this has to come from you as well. If you don't even feel it for yourself, like, it's going to feel so hard to let somebody else give you their softness and show up for you with softness. So we have to start there. We also have to start creating some type of intentional practice to show ourselves gentleness and love every single day. One of the easiest things you can start doing is when you are taking a shower, when you are, you know, doing any type of skincare, you know, when you are caring for your body in any way. How can you do it with the intention of softness? How can you show yourself gentleness? One of the things that I really liked doing is like when I was healing my relationship with my body and and also my relationship with myself of, you know, receiving love from myself, receiving softness and gentleness from myself. When I would take a shower, I would just as I was running my, you know, loofah across my body, 
I would do it in such a tender and gentle way. And as I was doing it, I would just say things like, I love you, arm. I love you, belly. And if I had a particular area of my body that I felt a little bit more um, uncomfortable with, for me, that was my belly. I would also show some gratitude toward it, you know, because like your belly holds part of your core. Your core wraps all the way around from front to back. And I I would say thank you for allowing me to sit, to stand, to dance, to do everything that I've done. Thank you for the strength that you've provided that helped me grow and carry and birth my child Thank you for the career that you gave me when I was an aerialist, right? The things that I was able to do because of that. That's where, again, those areas of ourself that we don't like so much, if we can start working on the the physical, sometimes it makes it a little easier to work on the emotional. And you might have to discern for yourself, like, if some of the physical is actually harder for you to receive the softness and the love from then maybe you need to start with the emotional and that's okay. I usually find it's reverse, but it can it can just be you know, it it's up to a personal experience and if you have had like issues with ED and stuff like that, go gently. Go very gently. Pick an area of your body there's not as much emotional attachment to to show love and maybe you steer clear of certain things right now because it's a little safer so that you can work up to that and maybe you can just just start with I accept you. Maybe love is not there yet but you can work up to that through acceptance. I accept you. I embrace you. And then you can work to I love you. But just starting there, showing yourself that gentleness And then in those moments when you do notice that you are speaking harshly to yourself, right? With those moments where you're criticizing yourself a lot. Like I understand that you've learned to do this to survive. And I I embrace you. I accept you. Right? And then maybe you work up to I love you. Because again, you get to love yourself. You get to embrace yourself. You get to have that softness for yourself. And then we can start working up to feeling safe to receive it from others. But we've got to start start here a little bit. When it does come to accepting it from others, we have to take that slowly. If that's something that we haven't really received, like we have to start with like small things, small ways that we can receive affection and love from them and it may not be something where you know it's it's super intense yet the softness may not be in like this super difficult conversations but maybe we just start with like a very quick daily check-in or weekly check-in of like I just want to sit in front of you and express how I'm feeling this week you know, what's coming up for me. And I don't want you to say anything, but I just want you to listen to it and, sh- and, you know, look at me while you say it. So like, it feels like they're physically present with you. And it's just a quick rundown of what you've, what, what has gone on through the week. And then maybe once that feels safe, maybe you're, you're willing to go into deeper emotional states, right? 
but you have to go slowly with it so that it actually starts to feel safe to you. Because if it doesn't feel safe to you, you're not going to you're not going to let that person in. And I've seen so many different um clients that have been through things where it's like, you know, they'll wait until they blow up before they're actually ready and open to sharing what's going on with them. So it's like it gets stored inside over and over and over again and to the point that like it just bubbles over and then all of a sudden their partner's like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> like, where was all this? You know? So we have to start finding like very safe ways to just create some type of quick check-in, small check-in, and then start going from there. You know, then then we can start moving forward and getting more vulnerable and receiving the softness, receiving the acceptance. Because what the truth of the matter is, is like we're ready to be rejected in that. And we, we know what it's like to be rejected, for, you know, for being soft, for our vulnerability. We've been doing it our whole lives at this point. So like the, behind this, this, you know, a rejection of softness, there's the fear of it going away. Or maybe, you know, we won't actually be accepted. Maybe we'll actually be rejected after a while. Maybe somebody is going to make us, you know, feel like we're wrong. Right? Because... They look at us and they think like, oh, maybe you are actually too much, right? Maybe you are actually too emotional. Maybe you are too, you know, too needy, right? And that's why we learn to survive without. So now we have to slowly open ourselves back up. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, shit, There's some, there's way too much truth here for me on this. I got, I I see you. I've been there. I've had these harsh moments where I realized like, oh, actually, I don't really want the thing that I thought I wanted, even though I want it. But subconsciously, I don't want that. I have been pushing it away my whole life. That's great. That feels wonderful to know, right? I've been there. I want you to just again, like... You're not alone. Remind yourself that you are not alone. I think pretty much every client that I have ever worked with has been through this. You know, maybe not this exactly, but a similar freaking experience. And it's been hard for them. And and they've had to face some very hard truths about themselves. So see where you can give yourself compassion for that. Like here, here's your first, you know test of this where can you hold compassion for this and in conjunction with that you know if you're ready to actually work on this thing I have a wonderful course um, that I'm promoting right now with my friend and fellow coach Melissa called Unleashed it is for those of you that have grown up with parents like this and you are struggling with your relationships, with body image, with sex and intimacy. 
And it's going to give you the tools to start working on some of these things in a really unique way. We've combined somatic work. We've combined the IFS work that I do with embodiments and erotica writing prompts. So it's a very creative-based course. And why we're doing that is because for both of us, it made a huge difference in our own healing to be more creative, more um, somatic in our own healing. And we wanted something that felt fun and exciting to try, you know, or to do as a means to work through some of these things so that we can open up, we can receive the softness, we can have better sex, we can, you know, let go of the shame, let go of the feelings of undeservingness and and everything else that comes along with that, right? We wanted that to be in a way that felt fun. And I know that, you know, healing work is not exactly always fun. (laughs) It never, you know, to an extent, it's not. However, what we want is for you to have some kind of creative way to work through it so that it entices you to keep going. Because for a lot of us, when it feels so uncomfortable that we are like, okay, this is too much. And there's not any of those moments of like, hmm, yeah, yeah, this is, um, this is actually, like, okay, like, this is hard, but I'm actually starting to see some, like, you know, some, some enjoyment in this process. When we don't see that, like, it's so hard for us to actually, like, keep going. And we have to have those little spots of fun. And in creativity and pleasure in the healing process. And when we actually have that, it entices us and it motivates us to keep going. So that said, this is why we designed the program the way we have it. Um, you can register for the program right now. And if you register now between now and April 7th, you will get $300 off the program. We have early bird pricing with that. And we do actually have um, some... Um, payment plans available as well. <laughs> so if you're interested in working through this, I highly recommend that you check it out. There will be a link below in the um, show notes for that. Um, please send this podcast to anybody that you think could use it, especially if you think they could also use the course, definitely send them that too. Um, anybody that you think would benefit from this as well as, you know, leave me a comment leave me a review, subscribe, let me know how this resonated with you, what you're get, getting out of this, what you're taking away from it. That's always important for me to hear. Um, so yeah, share that. I hope that this gave you something to think about. I'm sure it did. And I hope that it's something that is really motivating you to investigate how you can receive more of the softness, the love, the compassion, the empathy, the vulnerability that you want because you deserve it. And I want you to have that for yourself.